They've got some strange teachers down there at Splendid Elementary. It's a good thing there are so many kid superheroes enrolled. To balance it out. Most of the staff are awesome. I shouldn't complain. But Mr. S just might be the creepiest substitute teacher yet. And he really pushed me over the edge. Stay tuned and I'll tell you all about it. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo, broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in wondrous, splendid West Virginia, home to kid superheroes, time-traveling teens, a detective dog, living, breathing blobs of all shapes and sizes and colors. We even have our own kid space force, kid explorers, race car driving cats, a musical group made up entirely of bats. Yes, Splendid is diverse indeed. Of course, you can't have the good without the bad, and we do have our fair share of villains. One story this week, and it's a big one. So let's get to it. Call me Mr. S. A kid superhero's tale. Call me Mr. S. The substitute teacher hissed authoritatively, holding on to that final consonant S for several seconds. Mr. S was a commanding replacement for Mr. Young. Mr. Young was a much softer-spoken teacher. Too easygoing, really, for students often got away with a lot of bad behavior in his class. That would not happen with Mr. S. S was the opposite of Young in every way. S's voice bellowed loudly. He was aggressive, intimidating, and any bad behavior was immediately identified and corrected. Students feared him. Thankfully, substitute teachers are only around for a day or two, right? But that wasn't the case here. Mr. Young did not return to the classroom right away. Mr. S returned for a second day, then a third. Before you know it, S had been in charge of fourth grade reading and writing for a whole week. Students grew anxious. Do you know when Mr. Young will be back? Buck Travers asked. Mr. S just glared at him. Buck's friend and fellow kid superhero Mandy Magic backed him up. You're a good teacher, too. Buck relented. Mandy continued, Yeah, it's just that we miss Mr. Young. Is he okay? Mr. S smiled menacingly. Oh, yes. He's better than ever. The two young kid superheroes had a bad feeling about their new teacher. Something's not right. Buck implored. We need to find Mr. Young, Mandy added. I hope he's all right. She was worried. Buck and Mandy were instantly quieted by a fierce Mr. S. S reprimanded them, assigned everyone new reading and writing homework on a weekend at that, and assured all that he would return again next week for the full week. 
The class was not happy to hear this news. That weekend, Mandy and Buck filled in their fellow kid superhero, Robert Robertson, a technology and engineering whiz, two years their senior, on the situation. Robert offered help and worked with Mandy and Buck. The threesome set out to locate Mr. Young. With a bit of investigative work online, they were able to find out exactly where Mr. Young lived. Turns out it wasn't that far off. The trio rode their bikes to Glenroy Acres, Mr. Young's neighborhood. They located the right house. Nervously, the three eyed each other before proceeding. They walked slowly toward Mr. Young's front door. Buck and Robert knocked. There was no answer. Mandy rang the doorbell. No answer. It sounds like someone is in there. Mandy was listening close, her ear up to the door. It sounds like Robert used his super-sensitive hearing and paused in disbelief. Buck finished his thought. Hissing. Buck heard it, too. Mr. S., the three said simultaneously. Buck shouted. Mr. Young, are you in there? Are you okay? The three walked around the outside of the house, peeking in windows. Buck used his super speed and was able to check all around much quicker than his teammates. Nothing seemed amiss. The hissing sound, however, grew louder. Robert suggested calling the police. And tell them what exactly? Mandy questioned before moving, teleporting, banishing and reappearing in different parts of Mr. Young's backyard, looking everywhere for clues. Robert tried to stop her. You're trespassing. You shouldn't be back here. Buck followed Mandy. A hesitant Robert followed, too, checking to ensure that all his cool electronic gadgets were in order, just in case they were needed. The hissing is coming from there. Mandy pointed to a garage behind Mr. Young's house, its door wide open. The three walked slowly toward the garage, wary of what they might find. At once, the hissing stopped. And then Mr. Young appeared in the doorway of the garage and smiled at his students. Well, what a surprise. What are you all doing here? Mr. Young muttered shyly. We came to check on you, Buck answered. Mr. Young responded, Oh, I'm, I'm fine. I heard you have a new teacher. Yeah, I think they want you back, though, Robert offered, attempting a joke. Mr. Young looked offended. Y you don't like Mr. S? No, Mandy said emphatically. Come in, let me show you what I've been working on. Mr. Young returned to his garage where the kids could no longer see him. Though they knew their teacher well from school, and they liked Mr. Young, their stranger danger senses were on high alert. Something seemed off. Buck, Robert, and Mandy felt that they should leave. They all agreed, but when they turned, they were greeted with a horrifying surprise. Mr. S. stood tall behind them. They could tell it was him, those same eyes, the hissing, even the voice. Hello, students. But Mr. S. had taken on a different form. He was now a large creature. Ten feet tall, half human, half snake, menacing. 
Mr. S's bottom half coiled tightly around Robert and Buck, locking them in place. Mandy was able to use her teleportation power just in time to avoid being caught up. She vanished and reappeared in the nearby garage. Immediately, she shouted, Mr. Young, we need your help. But Mr. Young wasn't there. The garage was empty, but for a crude science lab that had been set up and loads of pictures of snakes. Oh, no. It can't be, Mandy muttered to herself. S was suddenly at the open garage door. He threw Buck and Robert into the garage alongside Mandy and spoke. You won't find Mr. Young in here because I am Mr. Young. A more sure of himself, more courageous Mr. Young. A Buck inspected Young's lab equipment, finishing S's sentence. A genetically modified version of your old self? Half man, half snake? Kids don't act up in class anymore, do they? Everyone is scared of snakes, Mr. S snarled. And there's one thing standing in my way, only one thing. Now isn't there? I think he means us, Robert whispered. The others nodded. The green potion, S pointed to a beaker full of liquid on a desk near where Buck stood turned me into this magnificently sleek, strong being. Mandy vanished, teleporting just behind S, but he quickly coiled around her and tossed her back where she had been. She hit the ground hard. The red potion will turn you all into mice. And you know what snakes like to eat, don't you? Robert immediately fired his super-strong robot hand right at S. The impact pushed S back a bit, but he seemed largely unharmed. I think I just made him angrier, Robert said. He's too strong for us, Buck pondered. Something about his concoction. It didn't just turn him into a half-weird snake creature. It made him super strong. S was moving in close now. Who wants to drink the red potion first? Not me, but I'll try this green one, Buck answered. Buck grabbed the green vial and drank down the liquid. Buck, no, Mandy screamed. What are you doing, Robert added. Fighting fire with fire, Buck said as he transformed into half-snake, half-superhero boy, creature, with the appropriate tools to battle his newfound reptilian nemesis. Mr. S. was horrified, and the battle was on. Mandy grabbed Robert and teleported them to safety. Then they formulated a plan to find me, Professor Theo, Buck's dad. I know a thing or two about scientific experiments gone awry, believe me. Mandy and Robert brought me to the site of this disaster. When I arrived at Mr. Young's house, I thought it was too late. It was too late. I found that little was left of the garage. It had been obliterated in some kind of intense battle. It looked like the struggle had moved into a nearby forest, as enormous slither marks on the ground indicated. I was scared at what awaited me. It is there, 
deep in that forest that I found my son, or my half-human, half-snake boy, and Mr. Young, who Buck had apparently vanquished. All was okay, thankfully. With some work, I was able to undo the spell put on both Buck and Mr. Young and return them fully to their human selves. Thanks, Dad. I had no choice but to turn Mr. Young into the authorities, and he now sits in splendid prison, along with the great chili monster, the monkey bar brute, the toilet paper giant, kid popsicle, gator girl, Miss Shockey, the masked marauder, and many more of the supervillains that have wreaked havoc on this town. Buck needed a couple days to recover, but he is quite fine now, I assure you. And without Mr. Young or Mr. S, fourth graders were treated to a new reading and writing teacher, a kindly old woman who often smiled and laughed and encouraged students to do their best. She led by example, as good teachers do. And though her name is quite ominous, you can call me Miss Midnight. And though for some reason she always disappears for a day or two a month when the moon is full, I can assure you there is no sweeter, smarter, kinder teacher. Was that howling? I heard. Odd. That's all for this week, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to episode 60. We'll be back next week, and so will the Saint Nick Squad. Those secret agent elves, Jingle and Snowflake, will appear on the next two episodes, just in time for the holidays. Two stories next week, as I'll tell you about Gabe, the gift giver as well. A story of the giving spirit that is really at the center of our upcoming holiday season. Until then, be good to each other. Have a wild and wonderful week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a snake. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.